Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As the Nationals are a strike away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Oh, great crossover. Got Just let Fournier. <laughs> hey, that's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh, handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of DC Crossover, episode 124. I am Ben Simpson. That is Mike Cerrone. We are recording this on a Tuesday evening. Uh, a few days removed from the disaster that was the Washington Commanders <laughs> this weekend, um, and we will talk. We'll touch a little bit on that game, but it's so depressing how bad this team is looking that we're going to focus on some uh, some other fun elements today. I've got a couple snacks that I'm going to taste test for oh, yeah. you. Nice, um, nice. Mike's going to bring back his uh, the Sultan Seltzer reviews. Uh, you know, so we'll keep this show relatively light because, I mean, what's more depressing than talking about this Commanders team and just how Could be a bad. shorter app? <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're gonna we're gonna sprinkle in some fun with the with the horribleness. Um, but I guess let's start before we get into the you know the football side of things. I did want to hear about your weekend, of course, and and uh, you know I know see. Mike obviously doesn't have, uh, not obviously, but doesn't have any kids yet. So you know your weekend can, uh, as far as your football viewing, I assume right. is uh, you know you checking out the bars, going to sports bars, and watching the games there and things like that. Where did you frequent this weekend? So uh, last weekend, I will say that um, because 
I am a Commander slash Redskins fan, and Jess is a Steelers fan, uh, legit Steelers fan, might I add, though, from Pittsburgh, not like some person from, you know, Georgia right. uh, or some random uh, place, because um, obviously they're, they're a team that everyone kind of bandwagons on because they're winning so much uh, over the last recent years. But looking at it, last week we went to Carpool, and Carpool is one of my favorite spots. Uh, I frequent there for the most part um, because... I, I'm the type of guy, and everyone knows this from college and stuff like that. When I go to bars, I like doing things. Like, I like playing darts, or I like playing pool, or watching a game, sure. or something that you're invested in. Because um, when I when I like to go there, now, it's it's just, it's one of my knacks. Like, some people all obviously like doing other things, um, and just, like, hanging out and chilling and stuff like that. But for me, it's like, I gotta, I don't, and I don't have, like, ADHD or ADD or whichever the correct term is. Sure, but, sure you don't. I, I, yeah, but I like I like sitting there and just like you know having something to do, you know, right, just, right. I, you know, just, just shooting the ass and stuff like that. Um, but that's my thing is carpool is one of my favorite spots because it's a it's a low key bar. They got some good deals and stuff like that. But um, last uh, two weeks ago went to carpool. This week we tried to go to carpool, but it was too packed. Um, it's the one in Herndon's yeah. not uh, the biggest place. Uh, so the parking when, lot when, can get pretty small pretty quick. The parking lot's weird too. It's yeah. like. They want you to go through the front, but the parking lot's in the back, and it's it's, it's just a weird <laughs> spot. So then we ended up switching it up, and we went to Crossroads, uh, which is in Chantilly. Um, and it was kind of weird because the guy told us, like, he's like, oh, it's not too packed in here, so I didn't have any of the games on except the Commander's game. And I said, well, do you mind, you know, turning the other games on too? You have eight TVs in here, and you have one TV on football. I'm watching Cornhole. Um, but uh, it was kind of weird. So Crossroads. Yeah, Crossroads. That, it's over by it's over by IHOP, and that's, uh, that's the place it used to be called something else. Uh, could be, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, it's okay. right, it's right next to Taco Bell and all that stuff right there. On yeah, 50. I've definitely been there, but it, yeah, it used to it used to have a different name. One okay. side smoking, the other side's right. not. Yeah, it used and to everyone's be, on the smoking side, and no one's on the other side. Bungalow, bungalow billiards is what it used to be called. Oh, really? Was it that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So yeah, no, I've I've, done, I've been there before. Yeah, so basically, um, when we went there, that was, you know, it was chill and stuff like that. We got some good food and everything like that. And actually, the food was really great. I'm not going to lie. Um, and, uh, you know, that was the best. So, last week, we didn't get into it because we were talking about uh, some other stuff. But last week, um, not this not this past weekend, but the weekend before that, when we were at Carpool, first thing I, I will mention is when, when you go to a bar and you're watching sports, and obviously this is a situation where this – I don't even know how to, how, to, how to say it. When you go to a bar and there's tons of games on, like an NFL Sunday, you're not going to go there and just be like, ooh, football, like, you know, just like, you know, just – it's kind of weird. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the person that's sitting there, and they, like, they like start clapping when they, like it's like a kickoff. Like, oh, he kicked it really far. Oh, right. You know? Okay, okay. Like, like those type of people that don't know what's going on, but they, they sit there and they act like it's the Super Bowl when it's like literally they just got a first down. Why are you acting like you know Cooper Cup just just won you won you the prize pool for the Super Bowl squares? Right. Um, but uh, th- this one lady. So I'll have two two quick stories. This one lady. Um, before we get to the other one that I I've been prefacing uh, for you for a, a little while now. This one lady is sitting there and. It, we couldn't tell which game she was really rooting for at the time because, like, one game's a commercial and this, and the other game is going on, and she's like, "Oh, darn it," you know, or or something like that because there's a flag. But then all of a sudden, like, 
the other team does something well and she's like oh yeah yeah and she's like rooting for both teams in the same game well i and, mean that's not a bad way to do it as a fan then you'll never be upset you're rooting for both teams. <laughs> but then the next game comes on and she's doing the same thing and i'm like is she just happy to be here but the problem yeah. was she was she was doing it so obnoxiously because 75 to 80 percent of the people there were watching the commanders game or the steelers game one of the two and then all of a sudden she's watching some it was like the dolphins fan that i mentioned the other episode yeah like they're they're sitting there and they're rooting for a game that's like on on the you know the 32 inch TV in the corner that's from 1997 right 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 you know that that's blurry and it's fuzzy not like the they're watching game. <laughs> yeah yeah and I understand you're a, you're a fan of everything but you can't sit there and like start like clapping that you know they they returned it to the 32 yard line right. like it's just weird it's like it, it's a, it's weird and annoying because when you're cheering for three different games like i'm trying to focus on my game i'm trying to figure it out you know right. i like in the in the bars when they have the local team or if it's like a bill's bar like jimmy's is um and sully's i think is uh, something else i forgot what sully's is uh but when you go to one of those bars and they have the game audio on it's actually like you feel like you're in the game and stuff like that because the, the, you know you're you're getting beers from the from the the waiter waitress or whatever and you feel like you're watching the game it's kind of a chill atmosphere but then all of a sudden when this lady is like cheering every like forty seconds, you're just like, "Lady, like, I like, I I know like you want to be here and you want to have some fun, but this person literally just called the timeout and you're like, oh, yes, all right, great, See, great, great job, great job.' I can't. This is why I can't do it. It's why <laughs> I can't watch games at bars, man. I can't do it. I gotta watch it at home because it's like right, I right. can't deal with. It's not even about dealing with like the opposing fans because yeah, that's one thing. But dealing with just like just the humanity that's there that like either doesn't oh, yeah. care about the game or like you said is is just being weird. It's just like oh, I, I can't take it. I gotta You want you wanna be involved, that's fine. But don't be involved too much to the point where you start getting annoying for the rest of the bar. I wanna watch my games in a locked room. I've got <laughs> everything I need. I've got some snacks, some drinks, I've got access to a bathroom, and I don't want anybody in the room. I just want to have right. the game and me, and that's all I want. For me, that's that's my ideal viewing experience. If I'm gonna watch my team, if I'm watching like, you know, Sunday night game or whatever, and it doesn't matter, like that, that that's fine to be around people. Right. But if it's my team playing, I need I need nobody. I need to kick everybody <laughs> out. I need to be in a locked, tiny little space with a little small TV and just let me watch my team. That way I can yell if I want. I can, you know, stomp around if I want. But yeah. I don't want I, I don't like sometimes it's it's tough. It's tough watching like I mean I, I you, you obviously with your significant other, it's like it's tough to watch games with like your significant other's family, like your yeah. in laws and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. because like you can't be a psycho. Because like and you, not you're, talk you're around to them. them, you know. Well, it's not that even that you can't be a psycho and like freak out if your team's doing badly. Uh, because like uh, you know, I mean, it's okay yeah. to show some frustration, but you can't. Once you got be, money on it, well, you're right. you, but you can't be like acting like a total maniac <laughs> because they're there and you don't want them to be like, oh my god, who's our daughter right. Mary? Uh, but you know, so that's why it's tough. That's why for me, I just like watching games alone, man. Oh it's yeah, my number one ideal viewing experience. Y you know, if I have a basement or a viewing room or something like that that has a projector or has a nice seventy-five inch TV or any type of experience like that, sure, I would prefer you know just chilling, watching it uh, at, at home, and you know having the surround sound on or whatever, than you know tuning into the games and all that kind of stuff. But Obviously, you know, we just wanted to switch it up 
you know, hang out at carpool for a little bit, grab some beers or whatever, because also it's kind of difficult because, uh, there has been some times where she has, has, uh, you know, uh, borrowed a Sunday, Sunday ticket, uh, from sure, a friend sure. and there have been blacked out games. So it's like, what's the point of having a Sunday ticket if the game's blacked out? Yeah. yeah um, yeah. so obviously going there is, is a little bit different and stuff like that. And it's a change up. Um, but going on from that, um, so one of my favorite places around town here uh, is Ned's Ned's Irish Ned's Divine Irish Pub. Right. Uh, and I told you about the chicken sandwich, the buff chicken sandwich. That thing is on point. Get the jalapenos here, off there. Yeah. yeah. Get the jalapenos shouldn't be on there. They got some sriracha aioli on there. I'm not a huge arugula fan, but it, it's it's a green, so you know I leave it yeah, on there. It's healthy and it's great. So last year and a little bit before that. Me and Jess frequent there a lot. So when we go to Ned's, the first time we went there and heard this person, we were like, what the hell was that? And then all of a sudden, it kind of kept reoccurring. And I have an audio for you because the guy was there again uh, this past weekend. Okay. And he's been there probably about six or seven times that we have been there. Now, I'm not saying that we go there every single week. I'm not saying that we go there, you know, 10 times a month, but for the the frequent times that we do go there because it's so close by and, you know, we like the right, partly right. cloudies are there and all that kind of stuff and the food. Th- he's been there. He's and a frequent flyer at Ned Devine's. He's a, he, he's a frequent flyer and he just likes to he is talk Ned. to, he, yeah, he likes to talk to random people and he gets oh, plastered and he gets okay. plastered. So I made a recording because he was there again yeah. of this guy and we call him the Herndon Laugher. All right, so Ben has a small clip that he's going to play. He has not heard this clip before. I have not, no. And I want to see his live reaction, and I also want to hear his thoughts of the Herndon Laugher. Okay, let me pull it up here. All right, so this is the Herndon Laugher. <laughs> let, me, let me go back. I, I, I got to play that part again here. <laughs> oh, wait. It came unplugged. Hold on. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, it, it was so loud that it. Uh... <laughs> so yikes! That guy yikes does that. Don't like about that. About every forty to sixty seconds, and then he looks around, like, See, like who else? Did is... everyone? Yeah. Well, did everyone hear my laugh? Oof. Or you know, it, it, it's it's because he like, like laughs. This. And you think if you're laughing that hysterically, something is knocking your boots off, all right, or or you're falling out of your chair. It is. But a... then he immediately stops laughing after, like when I the when the video stops or when the, the audio stops right. right there, he's he's done for the next sixty seconds. It's like, how do you go when you talk about zero to a hundred by Drake? The thing about it is, it's he goes zero to a thousand because that I was literally. 30 yards from this dude and that's how loud it loud it is <laughs> all i did was do voice memo on on uh the stupid phone and i could hear that guy from that that far away 30 yards i mean that's that is because here's the thing if you are an obnoxious laugher you you have to know that at this point in your life somebody you've been told this by your friends your family oh, yeah. or whatever and I think, you know, it's you it's something that you have to kind of rein in a little bit. Now look, I'm not telling you not to ever laugh, but I feel like if you're in a public setting like this and if you're if you're bringing that bad boy laugh out there, 
a uh, hundred times in an hour, like that, you're laughing too much. You're laughing. <laughs> you, you need to. You, nothing is that funny. Nothing is funny enough yeah. for you to be laughing that much. No, that would be as soon as I heard that, I would I would say check please. We're, I'm I'm leaving. Now, I'm 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 heading home. Now, now think about this, okay? I've been uh, everyone in the past. I would say everyone, maybe ninety-two percent of people say. You know, I love your laugh and stuff like that because my laugh is pretty. It's not obnoxious. You have a signature laugh. A signature laugh. When when so, Mike really gives his good guffaws, <laughs> you, it is a it is a signature laugh for sure. We've heard it on this show. I mean, you can Definitely. go back to the Commander's thing when I saw your reaction. Right. And the thing right. about it is, is when you're looking at my laugh, it's. I mean, I I'm not gonna fake laugh and laugh so hard to right, the point right, where right. people are like, "Man, this guy's weird." Also, when you're um, laughing, you're doing it for yourself. When that guy's laughing, clearly he's doing it for like everybody else. Like he's trying to like attract attention. You know, yeah. you're just laughing because something's funny. That guy is laughing because he wants all the eyeballs looking at him. Uh, no, that it's that is unbelievably obnoxious. It would drive me insane. I'm and, glad and, you took a video or, or uh, audio of it. Yeah, we got to get that on the sound machine. I think. On the sound yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When something's really good, because you got that laugh, and then if you got our boy, <laughs> Craig Melvin. <laughs> uh, so if we get Love both of those Craig. laughs on there, I think we'll be set. Yeah, the Herndon laugher, man. I'm telling you, he's he's a he's a public menace. I mean, that guy, he he just he just ruins everyone's day. I mean. <laughs> Oof. I think I need to edit. I might edit it a little bit better so it's it's a lot less uh, audio here in the beginning. But it's, it's only nine seconds. It's rough. It's rough. The Herndon Laffer. I we gotta at some point we gotta get the Herndon Laffer on this show. I feel like yeah. we, we, <laughs> <laughs> we should we should make him uh, like Dwight Schrute in the office and like you know draw him on a on a paper yeah. and put him put him at Ned's and say anyone seen the Herndon Laffer? I, I want to see this gentleman. So next time you see him, just try to sneak a pic. I, I want to see what he looks like. He kind of looks mm-hmm. like. Um, you know uh, what's his name? The guy that's Todd Packer in the office. Yeah, David like, Keck. Going back. Yeah, yeah, d- yeah. So, but he has hair like a bowl cut kind of thing. Oof. Okay. All right. So it, he looks like him, but uh, it, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that type. God. Same body type and all that stuff. But like I said, he's like leaning over, and I'm watching the people that he's talking to, and they're. I mean, they're not busting out laughing like the guy no. that's talking isn't like you know Jim Carrey. But you're thinking about like. <laughs> where where does it come from? I just don't get it. Just, like just it, it comes out of alone. nowhere. Leave everybody. It just comes alone. out of nowhere. And then he started tapping me uh, earlier um, because, like I said, we're when we go to Ned's, we're we're usually in just chill, casual clothes. And Jess is wearing something Penn State, and he was like, <laughs> Penn State. I'm like, dude, you got to get away from me. Like I'm I'm, I'm about to like. I, I'm about to lose it because this guy was mumbling and stumbling. And I'm like, dude, you were here at least a half an hour before we were, and you're still here two hours later. I mean, and you're just soaking cocktails. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's like he was talking to four different people. And then he was dancing with some random stranger, and it was just getting really weird because the stranger didn't like it. And then another stranger got involved uh, dancing with I – mean, it was – Oh, God. A, Ned's is, is, a, is, is it's, an, it's Animal House, I don't man. leave the house. This is why I don't leave the house, everyone. <laughs> The Hernan Laffer, the Hernan Laffer. We we gotta get it. We gotta hear hear more from the Hernan Laffer. I think. We gotta get him on the show. Uh, I'm gonna find him again. I'm gonna find him. Let's step into the sports world for a bit before we move on to snacks and seltzers and all that. We are the, the commander. commander. 
So, unfortunately, we do have to talk a little bit about this game. This is still a sports podcast. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone16. We may have some sponsor news, hopefully, coming in the near future. We'll see. We're working on a couple things. Um, It is not the contender, I will say that. Uh, (laughs) But uh, there's some other stuff cooking, so we'll let you know. But the Uh, commander. No carton. (laughs) 24-8, final score in this one. Uh, Carson Wentz. We're through some of these stats. Wentz, 25 for 43 for 211. Zero zippy touchdown passes on the day. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 22 for 35, 340 yards and three touchdown passes. The Eagles had nine <laughs> sacks in this game. Um, I don't know what the record is, but watching this game, I was like, the Eagles might set a record for sacks in this game. Oh, yeah. and, and I was wondering, I was like, man, I really wish I had – and now that we've seen two games like this, you got to start looking at the betting lines for the prop bet for sacks uh, for any team that's playing the commanders. you got to see, like, is it over under – Especially next week against Micah Parsons. Right. So if, if that is, like, four and a half, like, sacks, I mean, I'm taking the over, you know, at this point. Yeah. Like, it has been a disaster. Um, other, other quick stats to run through. Antonio Gibson, 12 carries, 38 yards, a touchdown – uh, Terry McLaurin, six catches on nine targets, 102 yards. A lot of that was in garbage time towards the end of the game. Um, you had uh, Curtis Samuel, seven catches on 10 targets, 48 yards. Dodson, kind of a ghost in this one. Two catches, eight yards, uh, eight targets for 10 yards. Um, the, one of the lone bright spots, Jamin Davis had a not, not a bad game. A couple sacks in this one looked actually much better than this coaching staff has given him credit for recently. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, this is, uh, this, this was an ugly one. So I was, I was watching this game along with some others and, um, you know, it, it was one of those things where just early in this game, you're like, Oh man, this is going to be bad. Like this is, this is looking like it's one thing for the lions to, okay. The, the lions punk you on the O line. You kind of go, okay, maybe this was kind of a fluky thing. Aiden Hutchinson's a pretty good rookie. No big deal. Going into this game, you kind of know, all right, Eagles, obviously, good defense. Um, you know, uh, we're probably going to get some pressure. It's probably not going to be the easiest game in the world. I did not expect what we saw on Sunday. This was not exactly how I saw this playing out. I thought there was a chance that the Eagles get the win. I, I bet on the Eagles. Uh, I did not think it was going to be like this, Mike. It was it was ugly. And, and the funny thing when you're looking at this game is that the first quarter, they were playing all right. They weren't playing that sure. bad. I mean, sure. the defense didn't look hor- horrible. Um, the offensive line – Still wasn't great, but the defense kind of stepped it up. But then all of a sudden, an explosion of 24 points in the second quarter was pretty much the nail in the coffin. And you're looking at this team saying, where is the weakness? Like, right. where is the biggest weakness? Because last week against the Lions, the offense sucked. And yeah, okay, the defense wasn't much better. But at the same time, you know, the offense kind of ramped it back up in the second half last week. And the defense kind of sputtered. So... You're seeing both, you know, give and take 50-50 with the blame last week. But then you're looking at this week and saying, it's kind of odd. Uh, eight points, that's all we got, and we got a safety. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're looking at the defense saying, well, maybe they're not that bad. Maybe the offensive line just sucks so much that they literally get three plays to take a breather, and then all of a sudden they're back out there just getting trashed again. Um, I, I just think that... The biggest thing about uh, our weaknesses, I think, are now being overshadowed by Chase Ruye getting hurt. That's number one. Uh, we lost Eric Flowers. We lost Brandon uh, Sheriff. So you're, you're looking at it saying, hmm, 
Now we're down three guys from our pretty good offensive line last year, and we plugged and played as much as we could, and right now it's just not working. Uh, and, and I think that when you're looking at Wentz, people are going to put a lot of blame on him. But the problem is, is I don't really think, I honestly don't think it's all on him. Yes, are, are there legitimate concerns about him holding the ball too long and everything like that? Yes, everything sure. that goes into that, sure. yes. But when you're looking at it, the guy, they literally showed it on the telecast. The guy has 2.7 seconds to throw the ball. Yeah. I mean, I, I can I can blink once There's in 2.7 no seconds. It's no time. No time to do anything. You can't. Unbelievable. You can't blame him. I mean, look, and, and I know, like, I know Ron Rivera came out and was like, you know, he's got to be better. Carson Wentz needs to be better. Like, you know, that sort of stuff. And it's like. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, yes, does Carson Wentz need to be better? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's played perfectly or anything like that. But at the same time, yeah, these guys are getting blown. I mean, Sam Cosby has looked awful. Awful. <laughs> awful. Wes Schweitzer has looked awful at center. Uh, I mean, I don't really really know who on this line has looked okay. Trey Turner? I don't really think. Andrew Nor- Norwell? Like, none of these guys have really looked that good Wes Schweitzer was cut yeah. we, had to br- we had to bring him back and all of a sudden he's brought back and now he's playing out of position playing center and i'm like what are we doing <laughs> yeah here? like it, wh- what's so the ugly. point it's so ugly and like you know uh and then you know on the defensive side of things yeah i, I would say you know you give up 24 points that's not in the nfl that's not the worst day in the world um there still are some, I mean, some of these guys still are not making great plays. I mean, Kendall Fuller is struggling. Oh, yeah, uh, he is. You know, Bobby McCain and, and William Jackson, like, these guys are struggling. I mean, we had Wild Goose out there uh, who, you know, I, I had not really uh, heard of uh, before. Derek Forrest, who was pretty good through the first couple of weeks, was a ghost <laughs> out there today. He was nothing, nothing. I mean, honestly, like, the only guys I feel like are having good games defensively these days are, you know, Cole Holcomb is always there making tackles. Um, you know, the line obviously gets it done every now and then. Uh, Jamin Davis has been better. Besides that, all the these coaches, other guys suck. The coaches ragging on Jamin Davis every single game, and it's like, what happened to uh, one of our signings, William Jackson the yeah. Third? Obviously, he didn't play this week, but it's like the first two weeks he sucked. He's been and terrible. Like, He's been terrible. And, and and like you mentioned, I looked at Jess and I said, "Who the hell is Wild Goose?" Yeah, like I never heard of that guy in my life, and I honestly thought it we were in the back back in the XFL where you know he hate me is on the back of his jersey. <laughs> right, right. Wild Goose. I'm like, who in the world is? I mean, where did he go to school? Like, where is this guy from? And that's that, that's. I'm just confused, man, because literally they had a tweet out there. I think it was Grant Paulson who said it, that said, we're down one corner, and we have like five guys that are combined five starts in the NFL. Where are our, our players? Yeah, I don't like, know. And that, that falls on Rivera. That falls on this yeah. the organization. You know, uh, you, there are players out there you can go get. I mean, it's not – I mean, <laughs> this is the NFL. There's always somebody you can go get. And, and the fact that these guys that this that Rivera and this team is rolling out are guys like Wild Goose from Wisconsin who, I mean, yeah, if, if you had asked me, um, you know, who the six-round uh, pick uh, in 2021 was for, for Buffalo, I would not have told you it was Rashad Wild Goose. I, I would not have known that. Um, so this is – I might need to get a Wild Goose jersey ju- just because. 
Number 37, there you go. Uh, but yeah, I think this falls on Rivera. I think it's like, how could you have gone into this year, seen the how thin this team was on the O-line heading into the year, and not, I mean, yeah, injuries happen. At the same time, you have to prepare for those. Like, you have to know those injuries are going to happen, so you got to, like, really yeah. stock up this team. And man, they sure didn't. And, and yeah, I mean, it sucks to, like, rag on Sam Cosme with, with him only being, you know, this is his second season. But man, dude, has he, has he looked overmatched? I mean... He has been, he has been just blown up. I feel like uh, game after game after game, and then like at some point something's got to change. I mean, I'm not gonna sit there and say that everyone else is playing great on the offensive line, but sure. Sam Cosme is literally the overshadowing least valuable player right now because yeah. of this whole fact that you're looking and saying last week everyone was like, "Man, that's Carson's fault. He should he should have thrown it." It's like. Okay, we get it. We understand that Carson Wentz needs to throw the ball faster or right. needs to get it, rid of it faster. But you can't have nine sacks and say, oh, well, you know, two of those are Carson's fault, but seven of them are the offensive line's fault. It's like, it's we're not the you know it's it's not Lawrence Taylor out there you know it's it's literally some guys that are that are, that are pretty good on their defensive line like Brandon Graham and so on and so forth but they're not like I said they're not LT out there it's not the you know whoever else is out there that's right. that, that Reggie White like you're acting like that he's always in the second year and stuff like that you know he got hurt last year give him some time the guy's a third rounder like we're acting like this guy should be. You know, some some great like like uh, Sewell from from the Lions. Right, like we're right. acting like he should be this this great right tackle, but right now he's just ass. I mean, that's all I can say. He's bad. So it's like you're looking at him getting blown up left and right, left and right, and everyone's like, "Oh, Carson needs to get rid of the ball faster." Yeah, it's like How okay, that it's it? not always Carson's fault. Okay, he had it's a three strip. He had he had two and a half seconds to to throw the ball. I mean, the guy barely took one breath in two and a half seconds. And you know, Let's be he's just here. getting beat to hell. I mean, like, well, those yeah. nine sacks take a toll. And luckily, he's a big dude and like you know, big strong guy, and like he's able to handle it. I mean, if he was Kyler Murray, he'd be squished. I mean, like it's just not, it's not gonna work. And 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 then you look at this team and you realize like, hey, this team is one like her- uh, heroic play away from being zero and three. I mean, like they got it done yeah. against Jacksonville, oh, yeah. but they barely got it done. And now you you lose in Detroit, you lose here at home against Philly, which we were kind of hoping they could split. Um, you know, they still can, obviously, but now it's going to be a Monday night football game in Philly later on in the season. You got to think that's going to be tough. Now you, you, now you're heading to Dallas who, I mean, they're two and one. I mean, you can knock Dallas all you want and say, you know, no Dak Prescott, but they're somehow finding a way to win football games still. And now I don't have confidence about that game, especially that one being on the road. Um, I don't really have that much confidence about Tennessee at this point. I mean, really the only team looking at the schedule that I have any confidence in is probably the Chicago game. And then probably <laughs> like the Atlanta game, um, maybe the Texans, yeah. like those, those are three wins right there possibly, <laughs> but you never know at this point. Cause this team has just been so bad. I mean, it's, it is tough to watch at this point. And that's also the funny thing when you're looking at this schedule is it's hard to even handicap the schedule right now because yeah. they're playing so bad. Yeah. I mean, it, when we get, blown out pretty much in the first half by the Lions and then all of a sudden the Lions as we previously stated last week they had like three drives that were like five plays or less after we were coming back every two seconds the problem is that like you said the Bears the Bears are just awful they're still rebuilding so that game should be an easy win for the most part hopefully an easy win hopefully but you're looking at the Titans just had a good game they yeah. just beat the Raiders. 
and all of a sudden the Cowboys somehow are are uh, three and one or two and one or two whatever one, they yeah. are yeah. two and one with Cooper Rush two and zero oh with Cooper Rush. I mean, you just have to look at this team and say, can we climb out of this hole that we've dug? Because yes, it's only one and two, and there's a lot of teams out there that are two and one, one one and one, or whatever the mid range sure, is right there. It's still early, yeah, but. It's not like it gets so easy. I mean, we got a, a, a terrible stretch when it comes to the Packers and the Vikings in between three games and then the Titans as well, like we just talked about. But the thing about this team is how are they going to adjust? I, I keep saying that I'm done. and I, I've, I've said this on Twitter. I've said this in text threads. I've said this everywhere. I'm done with this whole entire regime because they brought this regime in to change the culture. That was the biggest thing. Change the culture. Change the culture. But now, Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, they can't adjust. Ron Rivera's doing personnel decisions. They have no backups, apparently. Ron Rivera can't even throw a challenge flag in time. Yeah, exactly. And that's my point. Is like <laughs> he, he just seems like he's there and he's delegating things out to people. But the problem is you're the one that should be on the hot seat because of the sole fact that you're the one making the personnel decisions, and we have, no offense, Rashad Wild Goose is out there, and he got drafted last year, and he's not even on the team that he got drafted on. <laughs> and he's out there on the TV literally for like 30 plays, and I just wanted to hear the, the announcers say, oh, there's Wild Goose again, get the tackle. You know, yeah. it's like... But you it, didn't it hear should... it because he wasn't doing much. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, though, is like, I'm done with this, this whole entire ch- changing the culture. Stuff like that. The culture has... So so changed. The names change. I mean, for goodness' sake, they're they're, they're still debating on if it's a hog or a dog. Changed. And, they're they're worse than they've ever been. You know. They're, yeah, they're still doing. They have allegations everywhere. But the problem is, we need somebody in there that's going to be like a Cliff Kingsbury. It's going to be a Sean McVay, or maybe one of our assistants that's on the on the roster right now. Who the hell knows? Right. Because every other assistant that we've had is now a head coach somewhere else having success. Yeah. Yep. So you're just you're just <laughs> looking at it and saying that. This team needs to move on from this regime. Now, I'm not saying fire them right now or whatever, but the problem is is that it's just the same problems every single week going there. They're not adjusting after halftime. Now it's two weeks in a row where we we've, I mean, we had negative like 16 passing yards in the first half. How do you have negative 16 oh, passing God, yards? So bad. It's just terrible. So right now I'm out on this regime. I need to make sure that somehow, some way, this, this franchise, again, doesn't screw up bringing somebody in and trying to sugarcoat it, saying, oh, he's changing the culture in here, guys. Riverboat Ron. Riverboat Ron doesn't take any chances, okay? That's done. He's he's done coaching. I like the guy. He's a nice guy and everything like that. But he keeps killing Jamin Davis. He's had two sacks. Stop killing him and kill someone that's or not literally. Yeah, he's killing Davis. He's killing it's like, Wentz. It's stupid, it's like, man. It's, just kill, it's killing me. It's killing me. Those aren't the guys that you need to be killing. You know, like you need to go after – the, the, the personnel that you brought in and you know expected to work and they aren't working so it has been it has been just miserable to watch at this point uh, <sighs> but I mean the, the the old adage is it's still early I mean three games there's time to turn this around but all signs are not pointing to anything positive here in the future so let's get away let's get away let's get away and let's 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 enjoy some food Mike. what the hell is that I mean it tastes like a stuffing that you'd stick in the ass end of a turkey. Seafood crepe. Yeah, that's seafood crap. When you take a bite of that cod, it's almost like you've got a breaded condom in your mouth. It's like it's been left out for days and it's been attacked by cats. 
dry and tasteless. It's dry, it's dry? How dry that is. Bland as anything. It is bland. Bland. There's no seasoning in there. Everything's bland. Bland. It's bland. Pasta's bland. I don't even think he likes the water. A little food <laughs> review time. That throwing it back. That would that we use that for our food intro like like 2018 or something. <laughs> yeah, like, that was uh, a long time it's ago. Been, it's been a while. So, Mike, I've got two quick snacks I'm going to taste test, and then we're going to get over to the Sultan and hear some seltzer reviews. Uh, so first up, I've got the Oreo Brookio. Oh, um, my God. So this did originally <laughs> make an appearance in 2021, uh, and then it left, and now it is back in stores. Um, and if you are unfamiliar with the Oreo Brookio, um, it is it has a brownie layer, the original stuff layer and cookie dough layer. It's a triple wow. layered Oreo, and I had Unbelievable. to try it on the show to give you, because I did not taste test this the first time around. So if you can see on the camera, by the way, check out the YouTube DC crossover. Let's see if I can get it to actually focus in here instead of it's focusing on me. But hey, by the way, we got to give a shout out to Predator. Oh, yes, we do have, again, as I mentioned, the YouTube, we, we actually have a little bit of a YouTube following building. And we have, uh, th thank you for uh, re remembering that, Mike. You're we welcome. do have a tremendous fan of the show, uh, the underscore predators, who comments on a lot of our videos and is clearly like the only guy that loves this show, and <laughs> or girl, I don't know, whoever it is. Um, it's pr but knowing our audience, it's probably a guy. Um, and uh, shout out to you, the Predators, because you're the greatest fan in the world, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, so if you want to like join the show or for or something like that, yeah, feel free to give email, us a take. Email DC, uh, I think it's like DC Crossover Gmail.com or something like that. Just just, just DM. You'll something. find <laughs> it. You'll find us. All right. So the Oreo Brookio again. There's three layers here. There's a cookie dough layer. There's a, and then on the top, you can see this is like a chocolate fudge layer. Dude, that looks glorious. The stuff, and then the bottom layer is the, uh, you can kind of see. Yeah, I see it. Dough. Okay, I'm just showing you there. Uh, so I'm so let me take a couple bites of this. I got you. That thing, I mean, literally, the fudge part honestly looks the best, but I think, I, I, now I do wish, now we'll get his review here in a second, because you can never have too much stuff. The stuff part is always the best. Now, when you have an Oreo, Oreo thins, they're just, I mean, it's like paper. You need to make sure that you have enough stuff. And, you know, we are proponents of the most stuff. I still have a whole entire pack, by the way, in my freezer. Wow. Of the most stuff? Oh, yeah. Whole full pack. Not Never opened. Wow. <clears throat> and I have tag-alongs and do-si-dos in there. <laughs> this, in my freezer. This is a pretty incredible invention. I mean, Wow. Right off the bat, you 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 think going in that it's going to be too much stuff, like you're saying, but because it's layered and there are different flavors with the layers, it, it's, it hits you with like different those different flavors as you're eating the stuff. It's not all right, just one right. thing. So like you've got di these different different flavors hitting you, and like man, the chocolate, the fudge part, the brownie layer, like really uh, kind of carries the carries the cookie but oh really there's a little no. cookie dough in the mix and then of course the the stuff is so like you know it's white bland like yeah, it's kind of the just stuff. there that is that is probably one of the best oreos i've ever had 
Now, 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 does it does it measure up with wow. our favorite, the fudge covered Oreo? It would be up there with. I would. I would like to go head to head with that on the podium. Yeah, yeah. I would like to put those two together because this was pretty damn good. If I was to give a, a ranking out of five, I would definitely go um, four point two five. I mean, it is a wow. solid snack. Moving yeah, on. I, I honestly think, though, I think we had a five out of five for the fudge cover. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like to do. I think we can do a revision. Gotta bring it back. Can both winter time. The winter so time. this yeah. other snack I brought in, I brought Flamin' Hot White Cheddar Smart Food Popcorn. Damn, um, that looks good. This has only been around, I was looking it up, it's only been around for a couple years. I This was the first time I have seen it in the grocery store. Um, so I saw it this Sunday and I was like, we got to try it on the show. Because right. I like to always, like, I mean, I go to the grocery every Sunday morning, like 7 in the morning. And when I'm going through the aisles, especially the snack aisle, I always am peeking over to see if there's something I want to try for the show. So oh, yeah. this is the, and I like smart, I mean, so here's the thing. When it comes to the white cheddar popcorn, smart food is great. I'd say, like, that's the classic. There's people like Pirate's Booty as well. There's, like, uh, another couple brands. But I will say smart food typically is your best uh, your best option. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, you know, with white cheddar popcorn, the nice thing is, too, like, for this one, only 60 calories per cup of this stuff, which wow. is kind of wild because, like, a cup of this, I mean, this is how small it is, like, it's a decent amount. So as you can see, it's got the, the coating, kind of the flaming Hot type coating. Uh, so I'm going to take a bite of a couple of these, and I'll give you my thoughts. So when I go with flaming Hot, I always vote for the flaming Hot Doritos over the Cheetos. First of all, because there's more substance there to consume, but also because there's more flaming Hot uh, seasoning that you can consume as well. The flaming Hot Cheetos are great, but... I just think that when you look at the Doritos, they're climbing the ranks because of the sole fact that, you know, they came out with Flamin' Hot Cool Ranch. Flamin' Hot, you know, oh. They got a kick. You okay? I'm good. I'm good. Wow. Hit the back of your throat <laughs> pretty uh, pretty intensely. Well, that coating, that coating is there, man. Like, it, it, it hits you with the heat. So this is interesting because... It is an interesting way to deliver the heat because, yeah, you and I have had, like you were saying, flaming Hot Cheetos, flaming Hot Doritos. Like We're kind of used to um, like hot chips or yeah, those yeah. types of products. and, and That's and, the new thing is hot chips. Right. And like getting those and eating those, we're so used to them being delivered in that way. Hot yeah. popcorn is something that's fairly <laughs> new. Like I've never really had spicy From popcorn, left field. really. <laughs> um, so it's an interesting way because, yeah, I mean, they're coated in a lot of heat. Which is great. I love. I, I mean, I love it. I would say these these are really solid. I I would not say these are better than like your flaming hot Doritos or anything like that. Yeah. But I would kill half the bag of this easily, and I wouldn't even feel that bad about it because two <laughs> cups of this is only like 120 calories, and that's you could easily put that down. Um, really good heat on it. Get a little bit of the cheddar flavor. It is white cheddar popcorn, so you do get some of that. Um, but it feels very light too because it is like that like kind of lighter popcorn thing. So you could, yeah, it doesn't you don't feel weighed down. Solid, yeah. solid three and a half, solid three and a okay. half on the white cheddar okay. popcorn. So speaking of the smart food, white cheddar, flaming popcorn, right? This is a this is something that I do a lot. Now it could be said that it's kind of gross, it's but okay. it also I, I'm here for this. It also could be something that you think is is very ingenious okay um or genius what's ingenious mean does that mean it's not not genius um i don't know we're not i don't know so, show. anyways it's a <laughs> so 
I usually get the bag, especially when it's lower, and I go like this. Oh, I, yeah. That's not so a bad thing at all. I start dumping it in my mouth. <laughs> no, but, that is a perfectly acceptable method. Well, p- people, like, and I've seen it with most people. They say, don't do that. Like, get a plate or, j- j- or, so- or something else. a waste of a plate. Yeah. They, it's like, first of all, when it's a Flamin' Hot, I don't want to get it all over my hands. Because, right. especially with the Flamin' Hot Doritos, yeah. because of the substance I told you about, right. your hands are like, your fingers are like red for like two days. Well, you know the, the key, what I use is, you know those little chip clips that you use to close bags? I actually take that. And that's how I eat the chips. Is I use the chip clip to pick up the chips. That's, that's and put too it in much my work. Mouth. No, it's really not. It's not that bad. It's very easy. You're just pinching it and then putting it in your mouth. It's but I rather clip. do the method where at the very end, when there's only like well, four or five end, chips, but you've left. already been getting stuff on your fingers. Yeah, the whole time. but this is the popcorn though, where it's where they're small. Right. So it's like I want to go like like you know I, I want to like you know put like. So you think I could take til- this? I, I want to tilt it. And you think I could maybe tilt this into my mouth? Yeah, do it. <laughs> How great is that? You got a mouth. You got. You got. You got. Fingers are clean. Yeah, fingers are clean. I mean, I got a lot of inventions of this man. Now it's not really an invention. It's just a. Me- <laughs> oh my god! It's just a method. But and that's the thing. It's like fingers are clean. You you, you know you got a nice bite. You know, and then then you're like, all right, now I just put the bag away and I'm done. I don't have to sit here scrubbing my hands with Dawn, you know, for <laughs> five minutes trying to get this red off my fingers. Right. Hey, I need a sip of water. So. Genius or ingenious, which whichever one it is. Yeah, that that'll be the next uh, the next show we play, next <laughs> game we play on the show. Uh, let's move from the snack side of things. I love the new music to our old pal, the Sultan. The Sultan of Seltzers reviews are sponsored by nobody. But if you would like to sponsor the show, yeah. uh, this segment of the show, feel free to reach out. Uh, Maybe get a brewery or someone to do it. True. True. Um, Seltzer so, brewery. if you have not heard this segment, the Sultan reviews a seltzer. That's why it's called Sultan of Seltzer Reviews. Uh, yeah. Our number one seltzer at the moment, the Wild Basin Black Raspberry at 8.4 out of 10. Your lowest ranked seltzer at the moment, White Claw Passion Fruit, 4.1 out of 10. What is in store for the folks at home today, Sultan? So the Sultan of Seltzer review for this week on the DC Crossover is Sonic. Yes, you heard it right, folks. Sonic, the pull-up fast food place, I guess. Uh, Hard seltzer, mango guava. Hard seltzer, mango guava from Sonic, which is very interesting. Because, like, yeah, like, you walk into your grocery store, you don't necessarily expect to see, like, a McDonald's hard seltzer. Like, you know, it's, like, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting yeah. move by Sonic. It is kind of weird because when I first saw it, I was like, what in the world is that? Right. Because I always go in that seltzer aisle, and they always have some random new ones in there. And I'm always like, okay, I'll give it a Everybody's go. Everybody's making a hard seltzer these days. Yeah, but I, th- I guess Sonic is, is faltering in the fast food game, so they're, they're trying to go in the alcohol game. So... Uh, first things first, we, t- we do appeal. So we rate right. appeal. This appeal sucks. It's literally uh, the Sonic logo, and it's just like a bunch of colors that are just barfed all over. I mean, look at this thing. You can see it on the YouTube, DC crossover. Like, look at it. You got pink down here. You got orange, and you got red and yellow at the top. It doesn't look great. 
It's just a, I mean, it's 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 something that you drink at a tailgate when you don't care what you have, or right. you just cover it with a koozie. It's not like something that you look at and you're like, man, that looks really cool, like the like the wild basin ones that have that look like Yellowstone on there. So let's give it a go. Get a little crack in there. Okay, Sonic Hard Seltzer Mango Guava. Sultan's gonna do his sip here. It looks like the the seltzers originated this year. Um. Now we love our we love our mango because yeah Mango's three birds hard seltzer yeah. mango lemonade three birds one seven point six out of ten not too bad but then we also have well, at least my favorite now I'm not exactly sure if it's your complete favorite uh, but the the mango truly lemonade yeah that's is, one of my favorite if that's my all time if it's favorite. not my favorite it's number two like it's right there for sure it's it's one of the best so yeah um, I'm interested to hear so so the Sultan is taking a couple sips here. And then he's going to give us a, uh, a, a thoughts on his taste before he gives us our overall rating. We what's a guava? What's a guava? Like seeds or something? Guava. Yeah, hey, what uh, is guava? That's not a fruit, is it? I think it is a fruit. Guava is a fruit. Yeah, yeah. It's a little small, like green fruit that has like pink center. Um, oh, it's this thing. It's unique. I thought this was a watermelon that was on this. <laughs> see, see, the, see how the can sucks? Because it looks like a yeah, watermelon. So apparently it's a guava. But that's what the guava looks like, yeah. Some people think it takes, tastes like a hybrid between a strawberry and a pear, it says. Um, so there you go. All it right. Is, uh, I think it's a common tropical fruit cultivated in many tropical and subtropical subtrop- okay. regions. So the Sonic Hard Seltzer Mango Guava, the taste, it's not bad. To me, it's just middle of the road. Like it's right. it's nothing, nothing special. Okay. Now I'm not gonna say it's 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 tastes like butt like the passion yeah, fruit well, one, yeah. but Somebody <laughs> like it. but <laughs> oh, here comes the uh, the herd and laugher. Um, but this one, it's just like I say, it's just middle of the road. It's nothing special, okay. but it's not like I'm gonna seek it out like the truly lemonade. It's like I've been going to freaking truly I mean Total Wines, Costco. I'm trying to get those damn truly lemonades, and now I can only find them in a in a in a freaking 12 pack which sucks so i i think i got the i think i got the the, the review okay. i got it okay let I me got get it. the uh the, the drum roll ready here okay um, so here the sonic hard seltzer mango guava is a solid 6.7 out of 10 6.7 6.7 out of 10 that now puts it in i think like fifth place one two Three, four, five, sixth place. Sixth place. So actually, it's now second to last of the yeah. ones that you've tried. So, like I said, it's a solid seltzer. Right. It's just there's nothing to it. It's just like you just have a, a hint of fruit, and it's just like wa- like a hint of fruit and water. Right. Like and that's a fair criticism for these things because look, like just because you throw a fruit flavor in there doesn't necessarily make it the best seltzer in the world. Like, right. There has to be a little something unique, a little something distinct to it. Um, so yeah, I, I get that because part of why we like the truly lemonade so much is like they 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 take that fruitiness and they add another like level to it for some Man, reason. It packs it a tastes, punch. It tastes so good. Um, those are still my it, favorites. I had one tonight actually. <laughs> oh nice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just the thing about these kind of seltzers is now that we've tasted, I've I've done seven of them. Like some of them are just like. Eh, but some of them have like a, like a kick, and all of a sudden you're like, "Whoa, where'd that come from?" Yeah, right. And then, and then all of a sudden, like some of them, like this one, it's just like it, it tastes like a like it's like a fruit cocktail, and it's like, sure, that's not terrible, but it's above average, I would say. That's why it's a six point seven because average is a middle of the road five. But 
when you're looking at it, it's like this is this isn't better than a than a, a truly you know lemonade or I mean, obviously that's our go to, but. I mean, I would even put like the regular black cherry white claw way above this and stuff like that because it, it's just it's just there. Like this is like right. the person at the party that's just that's just there. And then someone might say, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, Rick, and then say, "Hey, how's it going? How's the family? All right, it's pretty good. All right, see you later." Like he's that guy that, that no one really wants to talk to, but they'll be cordial with Poor him. Rick. It's yeah, it's just it's just a it's just the person. And that's again, there would you at expect anything more from Sonic? I mean, that's that's the bigger question, you know. Hey, but I will say. It's not terrible, and I expected a lot more out of White Claw last week. There you go. All right, that is the Sultan of Seltzers. We'll move into the final lap, and then we'll do our picks here. We'll skip trivia this week. Uh, final lap, just some thoughts on some bigger stories in sports. We'll kick things off. The Virginia Tech Hokies might fall to the West Virginia Mountaineers this weekend. I just feel bad for Brent Pry because of the sole fact that literally Justin Fuente drove this program into the ground. Apparently, they have re- recruits that don't even know to not deck a quarterback when the quarterback's throwing the ball. Like, he already threw the, threw the ball. The guy decks him two seconds later. The, the recruits are terrible, and I'm hoping that Brett Pry can dig us out of this this rut that Justin Fuente put us in. An injury-filled weekend. You had Mac Jones go down. Tua went down. Um, you had Dalvin Cook go down. Which one of those is, is the most uh, you know devastating for their team? I mean, Dalvin Cook's a huge deal because if you don't have a run game, yes, Ma- Madison or Matheson or whatever Madison, his name yeah, is. Yeah. Madison, I thought it was Madison. You know, he's he's a good running back, but he ain't no Dalvin Cook. He ain't no Derrick Henry type. Kind of looks back, like him. So. He's got the long hair in the back, and sometimes you get him confused. He has a little redness in his hair, like some red braid or something like that. So that's how you can tell him. But I have Madison in the fantasy league, so there. He, he's not bad, but at the same time, it's like you need a back back there with Kirk Cousins to take right. the pressure off of Kirk Cousins. Miles Garrett got into a car crash a couple days ago. I don't know if you saw this. Um, kind of a kind of a weird story. I mean, yeah, you just don't. It, it was like a one vehicle ca- uh, one vehicle crash. Um, I think uh, he's injured his shoulder, injured his biceps. It's always weird when you hear about athletes like outside of their sport, right, um, right. beyond like anything like crazy, obviously. But uh, yeah, it was it, he was heading southbound in his Porsche, and the vehicle went off the right side of the road, overturned, and landed in a ditch. Kind of crazy. Got nothing else to say about it. <laughs> uh, last one. It, it is what it is. Last one. The Pro Bowl. So they've been trying to figure out how to make the Pro Bowl watchable. The latest, uh, the latest thought is they're going to change instead of playing like a regular game, they're going to change it to flag football this year. Mike, will you, you watch know what flag I would, football? You know what? I mean, if nothing else is on, yes. But at the same time, you're looking at. It, I mean, if they, if you can bet on it, maybe. Uh, I think that the thing what they wish they should do is they should have a you know, DraftKings or a FanDuel or a MGM, whatever, sponsor it. Then you can have boosts and stuff like that. And then the winner gets, you know, from from the proceeds that people bet on it, the the winner or the winning team can, you know, donate that money to something. Right. And then all of a sudden it, it, it turns into something fun that you could actually do because the players, you know, they might get an incentive, like a little bonus or something like that from the sports book or whatever. I mean, you gotta bring gambling into it. That's how things become That's how popular. People pay attention at this point. Everyone wants yeah. to bet on sports. And I think honestly, if you change the Pro Bowl into a flag football tournament, now that would could be cool. Well you, did, double, you do a little like three on uh, you know, three on three or four on four i would do like a five on five yeah, you do yeah the pro five bowl five, yeah. and 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 you can have you know 
You could have, I don't know, maybe uh, David like, Bakhtiari out there like catching passes or something like that. Maybe guys yeah. from like each division or something like that. You get yeah, like, something teams. like that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think I, make it a double elimination tournament. Make it fun. Yeah, you got to figure out something because yeah, otherwise I don't. Man, wanna, I, I don't want to see Russell Wilson throwing balls through a hula hoop. I don't think like, I've it, seen, it makes I've no watched, sense. I don't think I've sat down and watched the Pro Bowl in a decade. Like I just, either. Just, no, not, <laughs> no interest. Uh, let's move on to the final bit of the show here: the money line. Sponsored by uh, our picks of the week. Rough one for me. Ho and two. My, great week for Mike. Two and zero. Oh. Uh, this is this was a big week uh, for for both of us. And I went one and one. I went one and one. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, right, I was right, three right. and one. Yeah, right, right. So I'll take the credit though if you want to. Right, right. <laughs> um, so it is uh, is a brand new week, and I'm I like my board here. Uh, my dogs, I'm going TCU plus six and a half versus Oklahoma. Now, look, Oklahoma, I've watched almost every one of their games at this point this season. They're a good team. Dylan Gabriel, QB. They've got playmakers. I TCU has been pretty good this year. I don't think they're as good as Oklahoma for the most part, but I think they can at least keep this game close. I think they'll right. cover the six and a half. Uh, the, the one that I'm very confident about is Washington. Washington, um, I saw this team obviously play Michigan State, uh, and then you know I watched them a little bit this week as well. This team, I mean, Penix is is super under the radar as one of the best QBs in the nation right now. Uh, but because it's Washington, nobody's watching. Uh, but this is a really good Washington team. I think they're going to stomp UCLA. I love the three points there. I think it's they're going to win by a couple touchdowns in this one. So I'm definitely my lock Washington uh, three point favorites over UCLA. It, is Chip Kelly still a UCLA coach? Yeah. You know what the funny thing is? Is he's fallen from or he's fallen from grace so quickly after leaving Oregon? It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean he yeah. he was a top five perennial program powerhouse had had his whole program running on all cylinders every single year at Oregon with all their different unis and all that stuff. Goes to Philly, sucks as the Eagles head coach. They boot him out of town, and it's like now he's back on the West Coast at a premier school out in L.A. And he still can't do anything over there. It's like, dude, you <laughs> left a great gig. And I mean, there's a reason why you look at Nick Saban. I'll get to my picks in a second. Sure. You you look at Nick Saban, and he goes out there, and he is at Alabama, has one of the perennial programs, rebuilt Alabama to now all of a sudden be number one to three every single year in the rankings, goes to national championships every year, gets great recruits, all this kind of stuff. And he stays there. Yes, he did go to the Dolphins for a short bit. Did not work out there. But he's he now knows that the NFL isn't for him. I mean, it's the same thing at Urban Meyer. The NFL wasn't for him. <laughs> Clearly, A lot of these coaches know that the NFL isn't for you. You know, you're looking at some coaches like Cliff Kingsbury. Okay, the NFL, I mean, he, he did get a number one pick, so that's, that's, that's nice. But you're looking at it saying – the NFL isn't for some college coaches, and look how Chip Kelly has literally fallen down. Where no one even, no one even I didn't even know if he was still the coach. Yeah, no, at nobody's UCLA. paying attention to Chip Kelly these days. That's for. And the funny thing is, is like, I feel like uh, uh, that's going to happen with what's his face, who's now at LSU from uh, from Notre. Oh Dame. Yeah. yeah, Brian Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be the same kind of deal where it's like he's going to fail at LSU. They're going to run him out of town, and then like you know he's going to end up at some other. Like Washington State or something like that, and you're going to be yeah. like, "What happened to that guy?" You know, and, and, and that's the problem with coaches like that. Is Brian Kelly was at Cincinnati, 
he was not a Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle, I mean, he's you know making players into high draft picks. Right. I mean, they had they had like four number ones or four number uh, first rounders this year or something like that. So that's the thing is you're looking at it and saying he was at Cincinnati, kind of you know it was a weaker division then. Then all of a sudden he went to Notre Dame. Notre Dame has the the privilege of being an independent. They can do whatever the heck they want, and all that kind of stuff. And now he goes to LSU and he's he's losing games and he's not playing that well and stuff like that. It's not like Coach O, go go. go. You know, it's not like I'm going to say that every single time. Yeah. It's not like Coach O wrote, ran that program to the ground like Justin Fuente. Look at Justin Fuente. He he was the QB whisperer. Paxton Lynch goes to the NFL. He sucks. And then all of a sudden he goes to Tech and he ran that program ground. So it's just some things aren't for, for you. You know, you need to stay at those smaller schools or whatever and win those minuscule games. Yeah. And then that might work out. By the way, Anyways, before you do your picks, real quick, I will say. Okay. My favorite team that I've been watching so far in college football this season is Tennessee. Hennon Hooker and yeah. that, that team, they're up tempo. They never, I mean, they they, they never stop moving. Hen <laughs> uh, Hooker, that 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 uh, Tennessee Florida game was incredible because you had Richardson, you had Hooker, the, both guys just uh, threw over like 300 yards. They both yeah. ran for like over 100 yards. Wild game. Tennessee, obviously, real tough schedule. You got Bam on the schedule. You got Georgia. You got Kentucky, yep. LSU. SEC, yeah. Like it's not going to be easy. But I will say they're one of my favorite teams I've seen so far this year. For sure. Well, yeah. I, I, again, uh, Justin Fuente. I don't know how he's becoming a topic right now this week, but thanks a lot for that too. Hendon <laughs> Hooker was at Virginia Tech, and he didn't get to play or this play. It's like it's like now he's like a Heisman it's, candidate, right? Now. Yeah, yeah. Now he's out in Tennessee, <laughs> just throwing dimes left and right. Anyways, all right. My lock of the week: Seattle and Detroit. Detroit scoring at will. They have the yeah. second most points in the NFL. Yeah. Um, you know, and and the funny thing is, is going back to. Uh, one of my buddies that thinks he knows it all about football, even though he didn't even watch the game this week, uh, he thinks, oh, uh, Carson Wentz, you know, he, he blew it against Detroit. And I said, uh, Detroit scored the second most points yeah. in the NFL this year. Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Besides the point. So I, I even texted it to you. I was like, Ben's having the year of his life. I mean, Detroit's scoring at will. They're, I mean, yeah, they did blow you, a game. Wish, but, wish it translated to a little more wins. But, yeah, no, yeah. you're right. The offense has been fun for sure. Seattle, Detroit. I'm going over 50. I think it might yeah. be like a 27, 21, some something like that type game. Seattle might get a late score, or something like that. I think Detroit's going to win this one. I think Detroit's going to probably win uh, by over six, um, or probably six or more. I think the spread right now is five and a half, possibly. I need to go back and look at that, but I think it's going to be changing as the week goes on. Yeah. My dogs. I got Wake Forest. Sam Hartman is back. Yeah, six point five. Crazy game this past weekend with Wake. Plus six and a half at FSU. Now FSU somehow they're playing a lot better than they have been in years past uh but you know wake forest they had another big game this past week um you know so i just think that wake yeah, that forest double can, overtime i think i mean yeah yeah it was it was it was something of that nature but they, it, again it was a ton of points score just like last year um and the funny thing about it is i think wake forest can keep it somewhat close because they got a nice offense they got a high-powered offense for the most part six and a half i mean if wake forest didn't have sam hartman in the lineup right now it probably would be 15 and a half right. so i'd think that he can make up for that deficit maybe get a late score like i said with seattle uh but i think wake forest plus six and a half has a pretty decent chance yeah, double overtime, fifty-one forty-five, losing to Clemson. Um, yeah, I, had, I hadn't had a chance to watch that one, but um, man, I wonder if ukulele is still the quarterback. He, he is. He threw for five touchdowns in that one, but Sam Ooh. Hartman threw for six. Uh, oh, Wake Forest is an offensive team, not a defense. Twenty team. for twenty-nine, three hundred thirty-seven yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Have yourself a game, Sam Hartman. Yeah. Uh, those are our picks of the week. Again, Mike leads right now. The current standings for uh, he is four and two. I am two and four. I'm looking looking to get back to five hundred this week. Uh, besides that, people, we will 
Be breaking down the Cowboys and Commanders game next episode. We'll be also we're, we're nearing the start of uh, NHL and NBA as well, so we'll definitely be you know seeing if we can start talking a little bit a little bit of that um, as we get closer and closer. Follow the show at the DC Crossover on Twitter and at Cerrone sixteen for Mike. Again, check out the YouTube. We we have we do uh, we put up all the video on YouTube as well. We got the underscore Predators, our biggest fan. We will Predators. see you next week. Take us out, John. This has been another episode of The DC Cross. Go ahead, Predators. Sing along, buddy. We love you.